in every part of the market cycle, there's always opportunity. You just have to know where to look and you have to know where you are in the market cycle to know what's reasonable for that stage. You're listening to The Life & Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hello, everyone. Annie Dickerson here. And together with the fabulous Julie Lamb, we wanted to welcome you to another great episode of the Life and Money Show, where we talk about all things related to life and money. Speaking of which, a life thing. Oh, man. Yesterday, as of this recording yesterday, or was it the day before, all of a sudden, my computer stopped charging. And so I gave it CPR, did what I could, (laughs) tried all the things, Googled all the things with the shortcuts and the keys and whatever you're supposed to do, reset it 10 times, hold the button for 10 seconds, whatever it is. I tried it all, had it plugged in overnight, and it was still at 2% in the morning. And so all of yesterday, I spent going to get a new computer. And then I had doubts that I bought the right one and then had to set it up, transfer everything, reinstall everything. Oh my gosh. But when those things happen, it's a surprise. But also what it reminds me is you're never too busy. And stay with me for a moment for this line of reasoning, because when emergencies happen and when unforeseen things like my computer breaking down happens, when you're in the day-to-day, you're like, oh, I don't have a minute more to do anything else. I'm slammed. I've got all this stuff to do. I've got meetings to attend. I've got deadlines to reach. And when something unexpected like this happens, it really helps to put things into priority, I find. And even though I did have a lot of meetings and things on my calendar yesterday, I was able to quickly delegate or reschedule and it helped me see, oh wait, I do have some time in my calendar or I do have a backup plan in case things like this happen. And so for me, when those things happen, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, even though it's a huge inconvenience and throws off your whole schedule, your whole routine, but helps to put things into perspective. So just wanted to share that small story. But the win is now I have a brand new computer. So grateful to be in a position to be able to buy a new computer when the old one breaks down. The old one was actually I think it was six or seven years old. So it is about time. But yeah, so grateful to be in a position to be able to get a replacement machine and it's working great. And so just wanted to share a bit of what's going on in my personal life. (laughs) And so I know a lot of you hear our podcasts and watch our videos and read our blog posts and get our emails. And often it can look like everything's shiny and perfect from the outside, but we're human just like all of you and things happen, life happens. And so we're going through some of the same challenges and obstacles that you might be going through. Okay, well, on that note, enough about me and my computer and tech issues. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about a topic that's probably been on your mind, if you've seen any headlines lately, about recessions. And we're going to talk about what is a recession and what actually happens, in particular, what happens to real estate during a recession and what does that mean? Now, as of this recording, we're not technically in a recession But I'm sure you've seen headlines around it and everybody's speculating, economists are predicting that we will be in a recession at some point. We just don't know when. 
So the best time to prepare is before we're actually in a recession so that you can be a little bit proactive and make your contingency plan so that it doesn't catch you off guard like my computer breaking down caught me off guard. See the connection? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. I can hear or sense the wheels turning. (laughs) Well, anyway, before we get into that, I had mentioned we're real people, just like all of you. And I know there's a question about that, especially those of you who find us through a Google search and you come to our website and there's a question, are these real people? Is this a scam? And so we've put into place these new things called good egg popovers. Of course, the pun, we love our egg puns here, a good egg popovers being the egg-based pastry. But popover sessions are happening now twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1130. 30 a.m. Pacific, and they're your opportunity to pop in and get to know us and our team on just a human to human level. And we've had several of these so far, and they're such a fun way to get to know the greater Good Egg community, get to know some other investors, hear the questions that they're asking, and get a chance to ask your questions as well. And even if you're new to all of this, just to be a fly on the wall and to hear what other people are talking about can be a tremendous opportunity as well. So to learn more and to sign up, just go to goodegginvestments.com slash popovers. And of course, if you are looking to invest with us, you can also go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest to learn more about our current opportunities and to learn more about the process of investing alongside us. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and dive into our conversation today around recessions. So the big question that everybody's got on their mind is, are we actually in a recession? And so while there were some fits and starts in 2022, actually the experts have disagreed on whether we have been or are currently in a recession. But at the tail end of 2022, the economy did grow, I think by about 3%. So let's start by talking about what is a recession. Dig back to Economics 101. (laughs) What is a recession? And then let's talk about what's currently happening. And then what may happen when, if and when that next recession happens. Okay, so let's start with just the basics of what is a recession. Well, by definition, a recession happens when the economy shrinks for at least two consecutive quarters. So in other words, six months of negative economic growth. And this is measured typically by GDP or gross domestic product, which represents the total value of goods and services produced within a country, every home built, every latte sold, and more, right? So the total value of all the goods and services produced, and that growth needs to be negative for two consecutive quarters in order for us to technically be within a recession. So a recession essentially is a period of at least six months when GDP goes down rather than up. And when GDP then climbs back to pre-recession levels, then the recession is considered over. So as for right now, as we're recording this, this is February of 2023. So recessions can often take people by surprise, but this one, (laughs) there's a good chance that this next 
one will not because people have been talking about this for a long time. Economists have been forecasting a recession for months now. And many economists predict that at some point this year in 2023, that we may enter a recession. Now, whether it's deep or shallow, long or short, nobody quite knows. But the idea that the economy is going into a period of contraction most economists can agree on that. Now, historically, as you know, we've had high inflation over the last little bit. And historically, when you have high inflation, what's happening, as we've talked about on the last episode, is that the Fed is increasing interest rates to try to slow down or curb inflation. And it's a fine line, right? It's a big vehicle that they're trying to control. And so often what happens is when those interest rates increase at a certain point, that results in a downturn or a recession. So that it's almost always what happens is there's a classic sort of overheating scenario, and then that leads to a recession. And we've seen this many times before. And so that's why economists are speculating because of this high inflation, that downturn is more or less inevitable. And so let's talk about what that actually means, because right now we're not technically in a recession, although you're starting to see headlines about, especially in the tech industry, all these people losing their jobs. And so let's talk about the different stages of a recession. So you know what will happen or what is likely to happen so that you can plan for that, both in terms of your general personal finances, as well as your real estate investing. So I mentioned the headlines around people losing their jobs, and that is usually the first stage. And it makes sense, right? Because if GDP is going down for two consecutive quarters, that impacts not just the broader economy, but all these small businesses as well. And so if these small businesses aren't able to meet their growth projections, that often means that they're going to have to start letting people go. And so in that first stage of a recession, unemployment typically rises. Now, right now, if you look at the historic unemployment rates, right now we're still very low, historically low. I mean, right now we're in somewhere in the three to 4% range in terms of unemployment, which is astoundingly low. In the months and years following the Great Recession in 2008, unemployment got up to eight, nine, and 10%, which is fairly, that's typical for a recession is as the recession hits, then that unemployment will go up. Of course, we had that anomaly in 2020 with COVID and those unemployment rates spiked way up to nearly 15%. But then they quickly came down as employers rebounded and a lot of people were rehired. So then they've slowly been coming down since that spike in 2020. And now it's held steady at the say three to four to five percent range over the last year, year and a half. And so that is the first thing that we can expect is that unemployment rise. And then after that, then what typically happens is the second stage, which is government stimulus. Now we saw this in 2020 when COVID hit, the government definitely stepped in in an attempt to keep the economy afloat. And that is typically what happens during a recession is, you know, as unemployment goes up, the government usually will step in to help keep the economy going. 
And so it's a short-term fix and it helps to slow down that negative growth. But then what happens next, particularly in real estate, is stage three. And in stage three, we see a lot of loan defaults. And during this stage, what happens as the recession continues and as businesses continue to close down or they operate at diminished capacities, then that leads to a wave of loan defaults. And why this happens is, well, as tenants are not able to pay the rent because some of them, a good number of them might have lost their jobs. If they're not able to pay the rent, then many real estate owners will have to dig into and then eventually deplete their reserves. And this is especially important for, we always talk about finding the right people to invest with. Well, it's not just about upfront if they can find the right deal. This is where the rubber really meets the road is when things get tough. And when tenants are not paying, tenants are moving out. Now it's really up to these teams, these asset managers to make sure that they're taking a very strategic approach and being very proactive. And this is why we put so much emphasis on good asset management. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid like we were that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. It's particularly important in this current environment that we're in. And so what happens is many of these real estate owners will deplete their reserves. They're not able to pay on those loans that they've got for those properties. Then we'll start to see more and more loan defaults, both on the residential side as well as for commercial loans. And so when this happens, then that triggers the next stage because when this happens, banks will start to take over many of these properties. And we saw this in the years following the Great Recession of 2008. And so banks start to take over those properties and that's what leads to step 
are stage four, where we see a lot of bank REO or real estate owned properties. So as the owners start to default on their loans, banks will start to foreclose on those properties and take over those properties that are not sold at auction. Now, banks, obviously, they're not in the business of property management or asset management, and that's not what they are. That's not their business model, and that's not what they want to do. So they take over these properties, not because they want to, but because they have no other choice. But they're not incentivized, nor that they want to keep any of these properties long term. And so once they take over the properties, the plan is to try to offload them and sell them often at a discount as quickly as possible. And this this is the golden opportunity for real estate investors, particularly for those more distressed properties. They can come with sometimes a greater risk, but there's also often tremendous opportunities as we saw in the years following the Great Recession of 2008. So then comes stage five, which is really the time to buy. So as those bank REO properties start to hit the market at a steep discount, that's when you know it'll be time to buy. And we're starting already to see some of this as seller expectations are starting to shift. It used to be that sellers, they wanted these high prices. And then two months later, they saw that the buyers were no longer interested at that high price. And so they said, well, okay, well, I'll go back and I'll offer you this other price. And then made sense for the buyer, kept shifting, kept going down. And the sellers has happened is over the last several months, the sellers have been chasing the buyers because at first sellers were holding fast. They were like, nope, I want the same prices that you quoted me last year. And they weren't seeing that. They weren't able to get those. And so slowly those seller expectations have come down and have come to mirror reality a little bit better. It's not still not quite there. There's still a gap there. Still some sellers expecting some higher prices, but also there are some sellers being put in tough situations, especially if their properties have not been managed very well and their reserves are being depleted. Those are the sellers that their expectations are adjusting much more quickly. But anyway, so then that's stage five. So it's time to buy when you start seeing those discounts, which is already what we're starting to see. But in the coming months and potentially years, we may see even more of that. Now, the question is exactly when will this happen? And that is the golden question, right? That's what everybody wants to know. That's what people try to do when they time the market is they try to figure out, okay, when exactly are we going to be at the bottom? And the problem is you can try all day long to time the market, but even the most seasoned real estate investors often get this wrong because it's every downturn, every market cycle is a little bit different. So just because it happened in that way, in that cadence last time, doesn't mean that it's going to happen that way this time. And so that's the trap that a lot of investors fall into is they try to use past performance to predict what's going to happen. And so often they miss the mark by months or sometimes years at a time. I remember still in I think it was 2017, 2018 timeframe. We were talking to a very seasoned real estate investor and he said, no, I think I'm sitting out because I think we're at the top. 
And he proceeded to sit out 2017, 2018, 2019. Things kept going up. And that's many years of missed growth opportunities. So that's the challenge with trying to time the market is you may miss out or you might make a missed call and miss the window. And so that's why we say in every part of the market cycle, there's always opportunity. You just have to know where to look and you have to know where you are in the market cycle to know what's reasonable for that stage. Okay, so then... When it comes time to buy and you see those discounts, it's great to have, especially if you are investing in rental properties yourselves, it's great to have ample liquidity prepared for when that time does come so that you can invest. Now on the syndication side, the same thing is true. You want to have that capital ready to invest. Now, the difference is, as I said, timing the market. You could hold out now thinking that in a few months we might enter a recession and then in several months after that, then we'll see those deeply discounted assets. And that may be true. You may be close on your predictions there, but between now and then, that's still six months to a year where your money could be growing for you. So it's just that opportunity cost to consider there when trying to time the market. Okay, and then as people hold on to their capital, as we're seeing now as interest rates are rising, the final stage, stage six, is inflation, which is what we've seen recently, but that's the final stage of a recession. And so, but here's the thing is inflation is actually a good thing for all of us as real estate investors. Why? Because inflation means that your money is getting devalued. And that's why real estate is such a great investment because it's a hedge against inflation. When you invest in real estate with a fixed rate loan in particular, and we talked about fixed rate versus floating rate debt on the last episode, but when you can invest in particular with a fixed rate loan or even a floating loan with a reasonable cap, you're locking in your payments sometimes for 30 years or more. And so that means even as money becomes devalued, you're still making those same mortgage payments month to month, all while the real estate values continue to appreciate. And so you're locking in a rate now and you're riding out that appreciation and that inflation. And so that's why being a real estate investor is, I mean, pretty much it's the most awesome thing, but that's why it can be such a great benefit as you grow and build your wealth. Okay. So with all that being said, now we have, let's just recap real quick. So we're not currently in a recession technically, but economists are predicting that within the next, I don't know, however many months that we likely at some point with all this inflation rising interest rates, that we will hit a recession at some point. Now, when that recession hits, there's going to be six stages that you can watch out for and proactively plan for. The first stage is that unemployment will rise. The second stage is government stimulus of some sort. The third stage are going to be a wave of loan defaults. Following that is stage four, bank REO. So banks taking over a lot of these properties. And then that's when we see the discounts start to happen, which leads to stage five, which is time to buy. And then stage six is inflation. 
And then that cycle then eventually leads to that positive GDP growth, which brings us back to the pre-recession levels, and then we're out of the recession. And so with all of that, then now you can take that knowledge and start preparing. What does this mean for you and your finances? Maybe it means that you need to prepare for that first stage of unemployment rising. If you were, hopefully this will never happen to you, but if you were laid off or lost your job, what would that mean for you and your family? Are you prepared for that? How long of a runway do you have? Do you need to maybe start with that emergency fund and making sure you have that cushion in place? Once you do, then, okay, well, then what's the next step? Then it's deciding, okay, well, with the play money, the rest of the money that you might have, deciding what you might want to do with that, what your risk appetite is, whether you want to keep that on the sidelines and wait for potential opportunities and try to time the market a little bit, or whether you want to jump in now and go ahead and have that money working with you, because we don't know how long interest rates will continue to rise and inflation will continue. And so could might mean that it's a good time now to jump into an investment to hedge against that continued inflation. But in any case, whatever you decide, it's always good to be armed with more information and better understanding of how the economy works, how market cycles work, so that you're not caught off guard as a lot of business owners and CEOs are often caught off guard when a recession hits and then they're acting reactively rather than proactively. And so hopefully with this information, you can start to think proactively, knowing that whether it happens this year or not, a recession will happen at some point. That's just the nature of economics and those cycles. So when that next recession hits, whenever it does hit, what will you do? How will you plan for that to make sure that you're not only surviving, but also thriving and able to take advantage of those opportunities to really grow your wealth? As for us here at Good Egg, we are continuing to invest. Julie and I are personally investing in our latest offering, Good Egg Wealth Fund 2, where we have already our first asset under contract. It's a 215-unit Class A property in Orlando, Florida. Just a beautiful specimen, magnificent property. And our team has been on site, and we're very excited about that opportunity. And shh, don't tell anybody yet, but we've got our second asset under LOI. So the letter of intent has been accepted. This is a seller we've worked closely with in the past. So this is a fully off-market transaction. And this second one will be in Phoenix, Arizona. So again, providing you with that built-in diversification, which also helps in a recession because that diversification can help you to be more recession resilient or your finances be more recession resilient rather. So more to come on that asset soon. But if you're interested in learning more about that opportunity, you can go to goodeginvestments.com slash fund two. That's goodeginvestments.com slash fund and the number two. And again, if you're interested in investing with us, we'd love to have you just go to goodeginvestments.com slash invest. All right. With that, thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll see you next time on The Life and Money Show. You've been listening to The Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth and making an impact in the world. 
For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of this show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations.